is the Go Blue Crew. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 125 of the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick. The other guy is Derek Devine. Obviously, we've got sad news to talk about today because uh, the Big Ten will not be playing football in the fall. Even though just a week ago we were talking about a schedule and we let ourselves get a little excited about it, even though we knew this was a possibility, uh, it's it's here. The thing we feared all along is here. No football in the fall. How does that make you feel, Derek? Yeah, it's sad. Um, we talked you know, recently about the schedule and tried to hype it up as much as we could, but the whole time and, and every time we've talked football, really since the pandemic started, we've kind of addressed the, the fact that, hey, you know, we don't know if there will be a football season, um, especially in the fall, and, and here we are. Um, no fall football for the first time in, I don't know, ever. Um, I don't know what the exact date is. I know it's the 1800s. Uh, just weird. It's weird and, and sad, but I, I guess at the same time, kind of expected just with how uh, yeah, everything has been definitely. across the board, um, across the nation from, from the beginning. It, don't really want to get into this side of it, but just simply put, in my opinion, I feel like this could have been avoided. Um, just like I think a lot of things this late into the, the year could have been avoided if something right. happened a little differently. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's weird. It's weird to think that um, fall will, will come around and there'll be no football. It was weird to, to see spring uh, appear in March um, with no March Madness. And yeah, the, uh, the sadness continues, I guess you could say. There won't be football to watch in the fall. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, some conferences still seem pretty bullheaded in their approach trying to play this fall. There at least won't be Big Ten football. Um, but we will still have a lot to pay attention to because, of course, there's this talk about unionizing players and, and you have these uh, like player collectives that, that spoke up for each conference's players when it came to you know, the conference would make an announcement and then the, the collective, which I, I forget the name of, I, I forgot the name of it last week. Do you remember? Hmm, I don't. Anyway, <laughs> would say, you know, uh, thank you for releasing this. Now here are our suggestions where you could get better. So there will be a lot of stuff to still pay attention to with college football. And of course there's um, the hope that they can play in the spring, which, you know, even though, we are most of us i think are kind of pessimistic about the the coronavirus outlook in america you you'd have to think like by spring you know late winter spring in that time frame like we can get stuff done in order to get to a point where you can play college football maybe that still means no fans but you'd have to think like in the time we have we could turn things around enough to to play college football and you know that would open up um a bunch of unprecedented things that we just haven't seen before, but just sad. And, and do you remember when we were talking about last week, how, um, you know, they, they released the schedule and it was like, I'm excited, but I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Remember we we're talking about that. And so this just feels like kind of the validation, I guess that, you know, maybe it wasn't the, the right thing to do. And, and I think a lot of people are looking at the big 10, um, you know, it's kind of like the leaders on the on the college level. It's big time college level when it comes to this stuff because 
they were the first to i believe they were the first conference to cancel the the men's basketball tournament and uh you know they were the first to, to shut down recruiting i believe and uh first to say they were going to a conference only schedule so like the Big Ten in that respect has, has been good, I think. It's just there's no way to get around like how sad this is. Yeah, it's uh, even with uh, us talking about the possibility of it not happening and just kind of you know anyone who's paid attention to anything going on with this pandemic, again, it's not super surprising. There's still a tough pill to swallow. And it's uh, I think the, the hardest part is, again, like, you know, as a fan and someone who – and just loves Michigan football. It's, it's tough to think that a fall will be without it. But I think of like the players. Um, there's there's freshmen that have incoming, and they're hoping to make a big name on the college scene. And their first season's taken away. There's guys that have played their last game uh, as a Michigan Wolverine, likely, and uh, hadn't even known it at the time. Um, you kind of look at the you know the way that the Michigan football seasons have ended as of recent um, bowl losses and losses to Ohio State. I mean, that's not, not the way you want to go. It never never the way you want to go, uh, but especially if you didn't know that was your uh, last game in the jersey. And there's some guys that will have some decisions to make. There's some eligibility discussions. If spring happens, um, guys will probably be opting out. Guys have already decided to opt out. Uh, a guy like Christian Turner had, had chosen to opt out uh, if there were to be a fall season. So, yeah, it's it's sad, and, and I just – I feel for the, the players especially, and, and then even the coaches too. Obviously, there's a huge uh, charge there led by some of the top players in the nation. Um, you know, the we want to play or we want to coach movement that they tried to start. Uh, too little, too late. Uh, at the end of the day, they're, they're amateurs. They aren't usually listened to because the NCAA, NCAA is a bunch of bozos. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, here we are, no fall. Who, who knows what spring will look like, if that's even possible. Um and if it is possible, whether it's six games, eight games, back to the ten-game idea, um, that's basically playing two seasons in a matter of months. And again, you've got a lot of guys who would have some pretty big decisions to make on whether or not they they want to even do the college football thing. Yeah, the, uh, one thing I'm curious about is some Big Ten players and other players around the country, obviously, um, opted out of the season and said explicitly, "I'm getting ready for the NFL draft." I would expect that if there's a spring season, they're opting out just carries over naturally. Like they're, they're not going to do this. They're going to get ready for the draft, but some players like Christian Turner opted out for health reasons, you know, concerns. Are they back for a spring season? Do, or do they need to like clarify their position at some point and be like, um, you know, I'm going to wait and see how things go and make a decision later. I'm, I'm a little curious to see how that, plays out even though I, I don't think it's something that even coaches necessarily need to know like immediately uh there are some circumstances out there where it'll be a little ambiguous like okay you opted out and for the fall season you are not going to the nfl or you know you're at least not getting drafted um nobody can keep you from trying but are you coming back for the spring or is that carried over and you're you've like opted out of whatever season might happen and i don't know if it's if we can even like it you totally have to do it case by case like christian turner is just the one that comes to mind you know it's not like he was darting for the nfl i just wonder if he's coming back for a possible spring season or if his opting out applies to any season that might happen you know yeah i think it's 
it's going to have to be case by case. And, and because it's really just as of now a possibility to play in the spring, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people will reevaluate. I think you'll see more people opt out, obviously, especially those who um, have NFL dreams because our spring season would likely um, kind of go right into when the, the NFL draft would be unless they um, do something with the draft or maybe they do a supplemental draft sooner than that um, for some of these players that decided to come back for a senior season like a Nico Collins. Um, right. It's, there's a lot of you know, case by case and factors, the transfer um, stuff's going to be weird. Eligibility is going to be weird. It's going to be weird to have spring. But yeah, I think in a guy like Christian Turner or any of those guys that said, you know what, um, I'm opting out for reasons outside of the NFL draft. Yeah, they'll, they'll reevaluate. And I, I would guess um, if it's a safer uh, country that uh, a lot more people would play that fall in that boat. But yeah, I think guys who have decisions to make essentially or already have made the decision to hopefully come back like a Nico Collins, if there's spring football, I'd be shocked if Nico Collins played. And if he did, maybe it's the first few games of the season and then he, you know, uh, steps away, maybe similar to like what players do for bowl games now, but you don't want to risk an injury in March when the NFL draft is historically late April, early May. So I, I just don't see a guy like a Nico Collins or, um, a quitty pay, um, other guys, even like an Aiden Hutchinson who could easily go pro. I think there's going to be a lot of people, even in that junior category, who are, are going to be looking to maybe make that step that one and a half before. So, yeah, spring is weird. I honestly, and we had did the same thing really all year up to this point, I'd be surprised if they can pull off the spring. I, I think the my thought as of now, and it's going to change, I'm sure, in a matter of minutes even, possibly. <laughs> my thought is, I mean, let's let's prepare for an awesome fall 2021 and, and get everything situated because spring just seems like you're you're throwing it in there. And a lot of guys aren't going to play anyway, and uh, and then yeah, that whole two seasons and and like basically the span of three seasons here that we have in the Midwest is probably not great uh, in terms of and that, that break from football they get from you know January uh, until the fall again in, in September. Um, is is a pretty important one, uh, especially with how physical the sport is. Yeah, I, I did see some concerns about playing. Um, you know, if there is a spring season, not likely to be a full 12, possibly 13, 14, 15 game season. But playing a season in the winter slash spring and then, you know, turning around and doing it in the fall would obviously raise up, raise some uh, health concerns. You mentioned Nico Collins, and he's an interesting case to me because he's a guy who could definitely go to the NFL draft, and, and he has uh, definitely the body that you want in like a good NFL receiver. But he hasn't done enough at Michigan, I don't think, to like solidify himself as a really good prospect in the draft. So I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion that he would opt out of that spring season because I think players like him – were coming back uh, at least in part to improve their draft stock and they haven't gotten a chance to do that. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Nico Collins and other players in that similar situation did decide to play. And maybe it's like you said, they play a few games. Um, but, but even then, I mean, how much is a few games worth when you're talking about improving your draft stock, uh, especially depending on who you're playing. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Nico Collins and other players like that 
are opting out of his spring season to get ready for the draft because they do still have something to prove. And if they have a decent enough opportunity to do it, I'd imagine some of those players are, are going to weigh the risks and benefits and say, if I can go out and, and have a really strong seven, eight, nine games, whatever it is, uh, and improve my draft stock, I'm, I'm going to do it. And injury is kind of always lingering there, that possibility, but it may not be an overriding factor for some of these guys. Yeah, that's, that's quite possible. When I, when I think of a guy like Nico Collins, though, I, I think of even just seeing like him being a projected first round in a couple of the way too early, way, way too early uh, mock drafts. It's, the one thing I'm trying to, to factor in is these scouts and uh, you know the people that are running these NFL teams, this is a situation that everybody's going to go through likely. Now, there may be uh, college football in the fall for some conferences, but at some point there's going to be a lot less tape um, than you were originally expecting. You're going to see conference-only tape for a lot of these schools. Um, not that that can't be valuable, especially in a conference like the Big Ten or the SEC, even parts of the ACC. Uh, but yeah, I just, I feel like just because everyone and every team is likely going to be in a similar situation, even if it's spring football, I just don't see some guys, especially potential first round locks, which Nico Collins could be again. Yes. He has a lot to prove. Um, and he, he does need to, he probably could benefit from some more tape, but I don't know that NFL scouts are going to care this year specifically, because I think they just know that. You know, guys may or may not play, and the tape that we saw in 2019 might be the only tape we see of them in a college jersey. Um, and they're just going to have to go with um, kind of what they test out as and you know, get to meet the players and, and hopefully develop them. Because, I mean, the NFL, more than college for sure, is thinking and likely in every single case or every single team is going to develop players better than at the college level. They've got the, the best pros in the industry to do so, so... I think they look at a guy like a Nico Collins and many other players across the nation and say, hey, like this guy's got first-round potential, and whether he plays another snap or not, we're probably willing to take a chance on a guy like that. And speaking of uh, eligibility, I think it's important to note that there are no clear answers right now. There's some talk of, of players – not losing their eligibility if they play less than 50% of a spring season and stuff like that. And obviously if there's uh, no spring season and we just have to look at uh, fall of 2021, you'd imagine eligibility there would not be hurt. But in terms of the NFL draft, it's not like you have to play three college football seasons. You just have to be three years removed from high school. I saw some people were a little confused about that. So all you need to do is be three years removed from high school. So the, the some of these guys you know, do not need to play another college snap even though they've only played two seasons um and and you mentioned earlier you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson which got me a little a little sad because I I you know and, and thinking and, and all this stuff to process I I had kind of forgotten about the the likelihood of Aiden Hutchinson leaving but I guess it's just so much we're gonna have to accept this is a lot of stuff to to go through and and try to get your mind right with and i i don't know we, i guess at least we have a long time to do it right if there's gonna be a spring season or late winter season or whatever we're gonna sit here and maybe watch some other football which actually brings up a point that i, I wanted to ask you if other conferences play their football season 
Are you, are you going to watch it and be sad? Or are you going to watch it and kind of be like, you know, whatever it is, what it is? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'll watch it because it's going to be something to watch. It's not going to feel the same. I think without Michigan you know, being a part of the equation, it seems lame. Um, I'm not going to give up watching college football if college football exists. I think if some conferences play and others don't, I think that hurts the conferences that don't from a lot of standpoints, uh, including recruiting for sure. Revenue. The revenue, yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if, if there are going to be conferences and teams that play in the fall, I think that the spring has to happen to make up for some of that stuff. It's just going to be, you know, teams playing at different times in the year and then you know, that might even be an advantage if you can pull off five games in spring to have some of those guys that are coming back, like a quarterback, like a uh, McCaffrey or a Joel Milton or guys who are a little bit younger on the roster, like Giles Jackson. Like maybe you're you're maybe not as fresh or maybe not as rested after all those months, but maybe more in tune with some of your ball skills if you end a season in April and May and you come back and, and get back to it early September. So. No, there's a lot to, to think about. There's a lot to be decided. But, yeah, I, I think a, a football season without Michigan in general, uh, whether it's two conferences playing or one or two teams or 20, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard to get into for me. So you know what I did, Derek, to help myself get over this sadness? I would love to hear it. I rappelled down a building in Indianapolis today. I'm told 25. I did not count on my way down. I feel like we need proof. Um, I guess I do have this video and you could take the time to count the windows. But here's the thing. And this is in my favor. It goes so far up that it's, you might be able to count them individually, but I kind of doubt it. Well, I don't need proof on the stories. I need proof that you repelled on a building. I don't care if it's a two-story building. I just need to see that you're repelling down it. It was just something to get the juice, something to make me feel alive again. Because I've been missing that in my life. That's the recommendation. (laughs) Everybody needs to find a way to, I don't know what you need to do. It sounds like you're the person that we need to know, but I don't know how realistic it is for everybody um, to repel down a 25-story building. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, yeah, I mean, that sounds like the distraction I need. <laughs> uh, last minute, whatever, here, uh, I was thinking today about how Michigan is lucky that very unlikely either quarterback leaves. I guess there's always that possibility of a transfer, but it's not like Dylan McCaffrey or Joe Milton uh, are darting to the NFL, you know? Like, they're, they're probably there. And Ohio State, on the other hand, Justin Fields may very well choose to go to the NFL draft. So I thought that's one area where Michigan fans can be thankful, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of situations that could play out here. Um, I think that there's probably even players we're not even thinking of that – even a guy like like a Quinn Nordine came to mind, like for how he got recruited all the way to like he's played his last game. Um, there's guys like, yeah, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, 
there's a lot of big names and some people we haven't even thought about and we we have no clue what's going to happen but what I do know is whether it's there's some fall football or spring football or it's next fall 2021 I think things are going to look different for a long time because of because of all this that's the one thing I'm certain about and you know we'll have to start talking about basketball sometime who knows what that's going to look like said today or at least at the time this was recorded on a Thursday evening, he said college football is going to happen. He did say he's not sure how. You mean basketball? Oh, yeah, college basketball is going to happen. He's not sure how, but he said it. And, you know, Tom Izzo has been around a long time, so he's either A, super out of touch, or B, <laughs> he's on to something. I think A is more likely because uh, we've had enough experience with these coaches who have been around a long time in football <laughs> who are just determined to play no matter what. And, uh, Darn, almost said another D word that made us, would have made us turn this podcast explicit for the first time in a long time. Who came darn close to exiting the Big Ten because they're just determined to go four and eight this season. Determined. Could not stop them. But was it, I mean, there's no shortage of stuff to talk and cry about going forward, and we'll be here to do it with you. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick. Derek is at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening. Go Blue.